Well, good morning, everyone. Um, I'm so excited to get to share God's Word with you today. Um, as Tim said, I've been going to this church for a while, um, and it has meant so much to me just to be part of this family, um, and so I'm really, really looking forward to today. Um, before we dive into God's Word, I would love to just open in a word of prayer, um, and then we'll, we'll dive right in. God, thank you for today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for your Word and how it is so practical um, and that we can learn from it, um, and that we can grow. Um, Father, I pray that your words would speak to our hearts today, um, that it would be living and active um, in our lives, um, and we would know how to apply it and live it out. So God, I give this time to you in your precious name. Amen. Um, so as Tim mentioned, um, we're going to be looking specifically at how a daily devotional um, is essential to our growth as believers. How spending time with God is essential to our growth as believers. Um, growth is a really, really good thing. A lot of times we view growth in a very positive way. If you have a young child, maybe you're over there uh, behind the window, you have a young child, you look forward to them growing, um, the different life stages they go to, they go through. Um, something cool about being in junior high ministry um, is I get to see students at one of the most rapid times of growth in their life. A lot of times they'll come in just having finished the fifth grade and they'll be about this tall. Um, and then by the time they graduate onto ninth grade, they're like taller than me. Um, it's crazy and that rapid growth happens in a, in a period of, sh of three short years. Um, or maybe you're in a new job or a job where you've been promoted and you're learning new responsibilities and you're growing in that um, and you're experiencing that growth and you're seeing and feeling the benefits of it. Um, or maybe you're in, in have investments um, and you're, you look forward to when they grow. Obviously, the, the stock market rises and falls, but every time it's growing, it's something that's exciting and it's something that is good. But overall, growth takes time. A lot of times, even, you know, a growing middle schooler, that doesn't happen overnight. It does take time, um, and it takes consistency, and it takes a driving force behind that growth. Um, and so today, we're going to be looking deeper into what makes us grow spiritually, us as believers. How do we grow spiritually, and what causes that growth? And so I want you to think about a question for a second. And that is, would you expect a plant to grow if you didn't water it? Would you expect a plant to grow if you didn't water it? Seems pretty intuitive. The answer is no. Um, and I wish I could say that was always true, and I always lived that out. But uh, a couple of years ago, I decided I wanted to grow some carrots. Um, growing up, I had grown carrots with my family in my backyard, and I remember watching them grow. It was a little green sprout that grew into a bigger green sprout until it's like this green little bush. And then my mom would tell me that the carrots were ready for picking, and I would put both hands around it, and I'd pull it out, and it would be this full carrot, and it was so exciting. I would wash off the dirt, um, and I would eat it. 
like a popsicle, and it was so fun, and I loved it, right? I loved growing carrots. And so a couple years ago, I decided I wanted to recreate that feeling, and I wanted to grow carrots. Um, Alexis and I, we lived in a one-bedroom apartment at the time, and so I went to Home Depot. I got a planter. I got uh, soil. I got carrot seeds. I got a little watering can, and I'm like, I'm ready to grow some carrots. And so I planted the seeds, and I started watering it. And I was pretty consistent in those first few weeks of growing my carrots. But as time went on, um, I became a little bit more uh, lackadaisical in my watering. Um, Sometimes I would forget about it, sometimes for days at a time, sometimes for weeks at a time. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm trying to grow carrots. And so I'd go back and I'd water it a little bit more. Um, And that went on for a few months. And I didn't really see a, a ton of growth in, in the green part, but in my head, I'm thinking, okay, the, the bottom part of the carrot underneath the dirt, it has to be growing. Um, and so Alexis and I were getting ready to move, and so I'm like, okay, it's time to harvest these carrots. I've waited long enough. And so just like I did when I was a kid, I put both hands around it, and I pulled it out, and the carrot was about this big. It was still orange, but it was about this big. And I had this big sigh of disappointment. And so I was too proud to just throw it away and say that was a waste. So I still washed it off and diced it into little pieces. Um, I remember offering one to Alexis, and she's like, oh, okay. Um, And I was was bummed. Those were my carrots that I wanted to grow. And so I, I, I looked online, and something that was on every website was that carrots need consistent watering to grow. If you want your carrots to grow, you have to water them consistently. And that's where I realized I had made my crucial error. I wasn't consistent with my watering. Growth comes from water. Growth comes from watering. Today's passage, if you have your Bible, it's going to be on the screen as well, is in John chapter 15. John chapter 15. We're going to be talking a lot about plants today. And it's one of the things I love so much about Jesus' teaching is a lot of the analogies he uses are so timeless, um, and they make sense, and they're simple, and yet they apply directly to our lives. Um, And so Jesus' teaching today is going to be referencing plants, and so we're going to be talking a lot about plants today. So John chapter 15, we're going to be reading uh, verses 4 through 8. John chapter 15, verses 4 through 8. Jesus says this, Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me and I am him. Um, It is he that bears fruit, who bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch that withers, And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So the context behind this verse is Jesus is exhorting his disciples. um, This is during the the time of the Last Supper. So this is hours before Jesus knew he was going to be leaving them and dying 
on the cross. And so he's giving his disciples um, some final teachings, some final charges. Um, His disciples were obviously pretty concerned uh, about what was going to be happening. So Jesus is, is teaching them. And so he refers to himself as the vine and the disciples are the branches. Um, He's saying that he's the vine, he's the source of life. Um, If you think about a plant, how when you water it, it gets that source of life to go to the branches through the vine. And Jesus is saying that he is the vine, he is the source of life. Growth comes through him. Because we can't expect for a branch to grow if it's disconnected from the vine. If you guys have ever uh, tried growing a plant, a lot of times some of their, their um, little branches will die for whatever reason. Even if, if the vine is perfectly active, a branch will die and you snip it off and you don't keep it. You're not excited that it happened. You take it and you throw it away, right? Uh, because a branch apart from the vine is, is worthless. It's useless. Um, and so as we think about this idea of watering, We know that the watering is coming through the vine, and it's giving life to the plant. Um, But if it's disconnected from that, it then becomes worthless. It has no purpose, as we see in verse 6. It says, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch that withers. And those branches are gathered and thrown into the fire. They don't have a purpose. But at the same time, on the flip side, we see a good result of of being connected to the vine. We see that we are fruitful when we stay connected to the vine. Um, A fruitful branch that is growing, it knows uh, God's will, as we see in verse 7, because it is abiding in him. Verse 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Meaning that you are praying, you are asking God, um, but you are praying with his direction, and you're seeing that from his will um, that you see in his word. Last Sunday, Tim talked to us about prayer and how it's essential and vital to our lives, to our daily rhythms as Christians. If we want to be praying in God's will, um, for his will for our lives, for things that we're praying for. Um, We need to be spending time in his word to know his will and then be praying in that will. And then we see the ultimate goal of this in verse 8. It says, By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. The ultimate goal of our growth, of staying connected to the, to the vine, is bearing fruit and bringing glory to God. Um, and so we're going to be looking at this from a really practical sense. And that's what I've loved about this series so far, is we're looking at these rhythms of rooted, um, but more practically, how do we apply these to our lives? How do we um, make these really practical things that we can look directly at? Um, for our growth as the branches, being connected to the vine, we must spend time in daily devotion with God. That is our source of life. That is our watering. Um, And the quality and the consistency of our time in God's word, it rises and falls based, based off of how much we know it matters to us. And this has to do with consistency and us knowing um, that it's important. I don't know if you have morning rhythms, things that you can't go without. 
For me personally, I am a big coffee fan. Um, I love drinking coffee. I've actually been drinking coffee since middle school. Um, but it's just become part of my life. Um, and if you are a coffee drinker, you probably will be able to relate, relate to this in that if you go through your morning and maybe for some reason you forgot to drink coffee, you instantly know. Like you just don't feel the same. You're like, something's off. I feel a little drowsy. My eyes feel heavy. Maybe you get a headache. Um, pretty serious effects. Um, and that's why for a lot of us, coffee is just a normal part of our morning routine because we need that. We need that coffee to get our day going. Um, but just as God says in, Jesus says in Matthew that man cannot live off of bread alone, um, I think that's applying to just food and sustenance, uh, coffee being one of them. We can't live on that alone. We need to live on every word of God. Um, and so today we're going to be looking at three reasons why it is essential for us as believers to spend time in God's word daily. Three reasons why it's essential for us to spend time in God's word daily. The first is that God's word shows us his will. God's word reveals his will to us. Just as Jesus wanted his disciples to bear much fruit, he wants us to bear fruit as well. He wants us to know his, his will and to live it out. And his word is what gives us direction. His word is what gives us guidance in that. We're going to be reading a few Psalms, and the first one is Psalm 119 verse 105. Psalm 119, verse 105. Um, if you have your Bibles, or it will be up on the screen as well. Psalm 119, verse 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I love this verse because it gives us such clear direction. In, in a dark world, it's giving us guidance. It's giving us direction as to where to go. I don't know if you've ever tried to do something in complete darkness but it's really, really hard to do the right thing. Speaking of coffee, one morning I tried to make coffee in complete darkness because I didn't want to disturb someone. And I was like trying to like pour in the hot water and I was missing the mug entirely. Um, because it was complete darkness, I didn't have the guidance of light. And that's what God's word is to us. It's, it's guidance in, in darkness. It, it directs us. Um, and it shows us his will in this very dark world. And so we see that God's word shows us his will. But God's word also reminds us how much we need him. It reminds us how much we need him. Um, looking back to John 15, verse 4, it says, Abide in me. Abide in me. Um, I looked up the word abide. It means, among many definitions, but it means to remain with or to endure without yielding. To remain with or endure without yielding. It's this idea of being constant in something. If we are to abide with God, we have to abide in his word. It's this continual um, practice of remaining there and present. If you guys think of your home or where you live, you abide there, right? You live there. You don't just go there on occasion. Um, if you say, I abide in my home, but I only visit it, you know, once a week when I feel like it, um, people wouldn't say you abide in that home, right? It's somewhere you constantly go to. 
Um, and in the same way as we as believers abide in God's word, it's something we constantly go to. Um, it's something we remain in. And even David realized that. David was a great king in the Bible, but he realized that his strength came not from him, it came from the Lord. It came from him abiding in God and his word. We're going to look at another psalm, Psalm 28, verse 7. Psalm 28, verse 7. It says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and with song I give thanks to him. David was this great earthly king who was not only a great warrior himself, he controlled great armies. But here he's saying he realizes that his strength is from the Lord. The Lord is his strength. The Lord is his shield. That is his source of life. It's not his own power. It's not his own um, strength. The last thing that we see is that God's word, it revives our hearts. God's word revives our hearts. So as I mentioned, I'm a big fan of coffee. Um, and one day I went over to my father-in-law's house and I saw that he was growing a coffee plant and it had fruit. And so I, I picked the coffee beans and I dried them out and I made this little tiny cup of coffee. And it really inspired me to try to do this on my own. And so I went to Trader Joe's. They sell coffee plants. And I said, okay, I'm going to learn from my carrot experience and I'm going to water this plant. And so I brought it home and I watered it, and I, one day I looked on the tag, and the tag actually gives you watering instructions. It says, like, you should water um, once, one to two times a week. But then below that, it said, this plant will let you know if it needs to be watered. It said it will literally wither, the leaves will wither if it's not being correctly watered, and that will be a sign to you that you need to water it more. Um, and so I didn't really have to put that into, into action until one day a couple weeks ago. It was very, very hot. I had my coffee plant outside. Um, the sun was beating down on it. And I, and I go out and I look at the plant during like my lunch break. And the whole thing is like completely withered, like barely hanging on. Um, if you could imagine like a balloon that all the air has been sucked out of it and it's just hanging there. And I'm like, no, my coffee plant, my dreams of growing my own coffee. And so I take the, the plant and I water it a bunch and I take it inside out of the sun. And I, I kid you not, within probably an hour or two, the coffee plant was revived. It, it looked like it had the day before, before it was beaten down by the sun. And it looked like my, my same old coffee plant. And I was like, wow, they weren't kidding on the tag. You literally just add water and it revives the plant. And plants like that, plants are like that. Whereas as they are watered, they are revived by the water. And so we too as believers can view God's word um, as watering us. And it's reviving us. It's bringing us life again. It revives our hearts. Spending time with him, spending time in his word will revive our hearts and bring us growth. Again, one more psalm that we're going to look at. Um, back in Psalm 119, we're going to look at verse 93 this time. It says, I will never forget your, your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. Um, God's word gives us life. 
It gives us growth in our spiritual lives. And I've experienced this to be true in my own life personally. I grew up in a Christian home with godly parents. Um, And as I got older, to be honest with you, I kind of stopped spending time in God's Word. I didn't really view it as a necessity to my life. I kind of viewed it as something that's, you know, something good to do when you, when you feel like it. Um, and that really had a negative effect in my spiritual life. At the end of high school and the beginning of college, I, I completely neglected spending time in God's Word. And I started to notice that in my spiritual life in a negative way. Um, I started to notice a lot of compromises I was making. I started to notice my entire relationship with God was starting to drift, and I felt further and further from Him. And at the time, I didn't care that much. Um, And then about halfway through college, I moved here to attend Cal Poly Pomona, go Broncos, and it completely flipped my life upside down. Because I moved to somewhere that was completely foreign. I I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, I I moved to somewhere that was completely foreign. All my friends, everything I had known was gone and different. And all these um, visions of grandeur I had of going away to college, being away from my parents, um, crashed down on me. And it was nothing like I had hoped it would be. And so it was a really, really hard, challenging time in my life. And so out of almost desperation, I cried out to God. And I remembered that my mom had told me time and time again that whenever she was discouraged, whenever she was going through a challenge in life, she would cling to the Psalms. She said, the Psalms always encourage me. Um, And so I thought, okay, I'll start there. I don't spend a lot of time, or I haven't been spending a lot of time in God's Word, but I'll start with the Psalms. And so I remember starting the Psalms. It would be something I would do in the morning. Right after I had my cup of coffee, I would read a Psalm. And slowly but surely, God began to revive my life. He began to revive my heart through the power of His Word. I remember reading certain Psalms and thinking, wow, it's like God's speaking directly to me. What? The Bible's never done this before. How does he know what I'm going through? And how does he know I'm reading this psalm today? Um, And God revealed himself to me in that time, but he revealed himself to me through his word, through the power of his word. And from that place, I began to grow. God began to use other uh, books of the Bible, other passages to speak to me and to help me grow. Um, And he brought life back to to my spiritual walk with him. And so just as a plant needs consistent watering to grow, we as Christians need the consistent watering of God's word for us to grow. And so our action step is to, as believers, it's to daily connect to the vine, connect to God through his word um, by spending time with him and spending time in his word. We're going to read one last passage in Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by, the testing, uh, that by testing you may discern what the, uh, the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. And believe me, I saw this to be true in my life. I saw that as I was... St- Uh, not renewing my mind with God's word, 
I began to be conformed to the world. I began to let parts of the world seep into my life. And then in turn, as I began to renew my mind daily with God's word, he began to renew me um, and renew my mind and my heart to him. There was an interesting study made a few years ago um, by a company called Lifeway. They're a big Christian publisher, um, and they, they produce a lot of Christian literature. And they wanted to do a study to see what was one of the most significant factors for Christian growth. Um, and through this study, they determined that hands, away, hands in a way, far in a way, the leading factor for Christian growth was spending time in daily devotional with God. In fact, on top of that, not only was it the leading factor for growth, spending time in God's word, um, but it also caused growth in other spiritual areas of their lives. Um, they were more willing to give. They were more deeply engaged in their church. They found their prayer time to be richer um, because they were spending time connected to the vine, which is God's word. Um, and so in conclusion, um, the Bible is the very word of God. It is um, our spiritual food. It's the life that we must live on as believers. And so for us to cultivate a relationship with God, um, we must make the daily rhythm of spending time with him and spending time in his word. If you'll close with me in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it gives us life and that it gives us growth. Father, I pray that we wouldn't neglect to spend time with you, to spend time in your word, um, but that we would make it part of our daily rhythm and, and you would use your word to transform our lives and to help us grow and to help us to grow to be more like you, Father. So I pray this in your precious name. Amen.